Welcome to Brawny Conversations. I am Patrick Braun, your host. This podcast will provide our listeners with informative and entertaining discussions held with experienced people covering a wide range of topics. If you want to shorten your learning curve or just learn more about one of our topics, this is the podcast for you. Enjoy our discussion. Welcome to episode three with our guest, Stefan Brox. In this episode, Stefan will take us into his Ironman life, training with his friends, the upcoming world championships, providing advice for new people to triathlon, as well as an event that he's pondering to create called Freedom Man. Enjoy. Um, the the career choices, the experience, the life you built with Mary, the dogs, you've got built-in running partners. I mean, all of it builds to this aspect of your life. And uh, what I'd like to do is, is spin back now and take us wherever we need to, but to figure out how you became interested and ultimately involved in Ironman competition. No, oh no, absolutely. So yeah, you got to rewind back here to um, actually probably to high school. And so, uh, Patrick, yeah, I was uh, just from an athletic perspective, um, you know, I wasn't really a team sports person. And some of that actually goes back just to my background. Um, you know, like I said, I uh, was born in Germany. And uh, um, when we came to the States, um, we were, you know, my, my parents were German. And so I didn't do as much of like the little league sports uh, or, or like baseball, a little bit of it. But like my, my parents were mortified by football, um, which is funny because speaking of your Texas experience, I've just been a, I've been a Dallas Cowboys fan since I've been, you know, like probably three feet tall. Uh, but <laughs> just to throw that. Uh, I, oh, I still, I still am. I gotta, uh, you know, I know you're gonna play this. The podcast is going up in February, and we'll know exactly what it, what's ha- what's transpired. But I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, having uh, Dak and uh, Zeke and the guys uh, uh, meet up with Tom Brady on uh, on Monday night. That's gonna be a, a great game. I mean, uh, I, you yeah. know, obviously. I'm, I'm pulling for the Cowboys all the way. And we, and your listeners probably know what happens to the Cowboys in every, uh, in the playoffs every year. And the, you know, we haven't, nothing's happened since 1995. And I'm actually, I'm a little scared. It's been a bit, um, <laughs> but uh, you know, but 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 anyhow, um, uh, uh, looking uh, looking forward to uh, to that. Uh, but anyhow, um, uh, so not a big team sports. Uh, um, person just because that's the way my, my folks weren't brought up that way, you know, in mm-hmm. Germany. And so I kind of did more individual stuff um, and uh, ended up uh, getting on the bike racing team at our high school and just racing local events. Um, there's a teacher, Ron Whitenick, uh, super cool guy. Uh, he was a bike racer. And so we had, um, uh, you know, just a, a group of folks that uh, rode and raced and stuff. So just a, just a lot of camaraderie, um, which is really okay. nice. Um, and then kind of transferred that when I was at Virginia Tech, um, uh, mountain bike racing, uh, actually in college or, or when I was there, uh, had uh, a number of roommates that were on the, 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 the cycling team there. And I was on the cycling team too. So we'd travel around, go to races. Uh, you know, we did training camps down in Florida over Christmas, you know, um, during the holidays, um, just lots of cool stuff, but, um, you know, like they, some, or, 
you say sometimes there's always a woman or something involved. And in this case, um, I had a, a roommate uh, and his uh, girlfriend at the time, Maria, she was a triathlete. Okay. And we were just chatting one time and she's like, you know, Stefan, you should give triathlon a try. And I said, eh. That seems like a decent idea. Why not? You know, just I was looking for something else to do. Uh, you know, we were, like I said, we were road bike race and mountain bike racing, but, you know, yeah. triathlon. Seems like a logical step, right? Seems, seems like a logical step. Exactly. And so I still remember um, I ended up going down uh, to the Blacksburg uh, High School track. Uh, Virginia Tech is in Blacksburg, Virginia. Went down to the high school track because that was pretty close to our the apartment we were renting. And it was the middle of winter. And I was like, I'm going to go see how fast I can run a mile. And I think I ran like a 730 mile. And okay. I'm like, man, that's hard. And um, <laughs> you know, I've, I've gotten a little faster than that now. But uh, but anyhow, I um, uh, you know, we had a university pool. And so I started doing that. And, uh, you know, the funny thing was I actually roped in some of our cycling uh, teammates. Uh, we, were, we, we ended up actually having a pretty decent uh, intramural water polo team. Of all of all things, so we actually okay. had some of the cycling guys. We played water polo just for fun. Um, I mean, obviously, there's you know the swimmer water polo people would just kick our butts, but we were actually. I mean, we had reasonable cardiovascular fitness, and you know this this kind of I guess maybe it made our little spindly little cyclist arms a little stronger. Yeah. Um, so, uh, but anyhow, that's how that training kind of started. And then just did my first, um, uh, first race. I, uh, I think it was in uh, 1989, uh, Wilmington, North Carolina, uh, drove, it was like probably 200 miles to the beach there. Actually, my sister and her friend, um, uh, ended up, uh, 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 watching us. And it was really funny just as a, from a timing perspective, actually, I, I, I was talking to my sister when we were in Ironman, Arizona here a couple months ago. And her recollection was that I like was like second or third overall at the race, which was really funny. Cause my recollection was I did okay, but I didn't, and, but I didn't really suck. But I don't, I don't think I, I met her expectation <laughs> of that second or third or whatever the heck it was. Um, you know, I, was like, I, pre- I appreciate the pedestal, but. Was um, that like an Olympic or a sprint? What, what distance? That was, an Olympic, that was an Olympic distance, Olympic okay. distance. And so that's pretty much what I did, uh, you know, until I graduated just in that Virginia. And an Olympic, if I'm Olympic, roughly right. It's like a, 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 a one case swim and a, a, uh, the bike is what sixteen? Is it sixteen miles? I, I can't remember. Then I know the run is uh, a little six. bit longer. Yeah, usually they're yeah about a one point five k swim, forty k bike, and then ten k run. And then yep. the sprint, and then the sprints are usually like a seven fifty k, or sorry, seven fifty seven hundred fifty meter swim, twenty uh, k bike, five k run. Okay, and did did you progress in the swim pretty quickly? Because you weren't a swimmer by nature, so yeah. did you do well? swim or was that a struggle at, at the beginning it was certainly it was a struggle um you know i've always classified myself as an adult, adult onset swimmer um you know a couple of my ironman training buddies are ex uh d1 d2 swimmers so they always remind me how slow i am um <laughs> But anyhow, it, you know, I actually I, I progressed reasonably well so that I could actually come out of the water, usually probably in the top, you know, 10 to 20 percent in my age group. And then, you know, be able to you know make up some time on the bike and then, you know, hope maybe even make up a little bit of time on the run um, yeah. uh, uh, or, or at least maintain maintain on the run. 
Um, but yeah, we just did, uh, you know, there's a group of us and we just kind of raced that circuit there. Uh, like I said, um, North Carolina, Virginia. Um, I think we ended up, uh, you know, traveling around a little bit, but, but yeah, pretty much just kind of regional, regional races. And then um, uh, kind of, you know, just transferred that one. Once I got out to Portland, um, I actually, uh, the, the girlfriend that I had mentioned earlier in our conversation who, you know, we, uh, said, came out to the West coast together when she broke up with me and went back to Virginia. Um, I was like, I need something to do. And I'm like, I should run a marathon. And so we had the Portland marathon and, uh, it was kind of cool. I just, I think I got the Jeff Galloway book on training and, uh, I was able to actually, uh, run, uh, I think I ran a 259. I was kind of, wow. I was pleasantly surprised. I was, my goal was to run under three hours and I was able to hit that. And I'm like, you know, I, you know, I, 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 I'm not that bad at this. I should, I should do more of this. Um, and, uh, you know, so you, know, you see, you fast forward a little bit here and, um, you know, I started doing some half Ironmans, um, there, yeah, one, I think there was one up in Spokane, uh, and then, um, uh, uh, you know, I had buddies that were talking about, uh, Iron Man and I was like, what is this Iron Man thing you speak of? And, you know, it's like this, you know, 2.4 mile swim, uh, 112 mile bike ride and you're on a marathon. I'm like, huh, that, that seems interesting. And, um, and at the time, you know, there weren't, this was, this was like 1993. There weren't a lot of Ironman races around, uh, you know, I mean, yeah. there was Kona, there was, uh, I think there was Ironman Japan, there was Ironman New Zealand, uh, there was Ironman Canada. Um, and I think maybe like iron, there's one in Europe. I think it was like Ironman, maybe Frankfurt or so. I forget. I think it, whatever the, 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 the German race I think was that became Roth. Um, uh, but yeah, you'll have to fact, you'll have to fact check me on that one. Um, but anyhow, uh, yeah, so ni- uh, 1993, uh, turns out Canada actually filled up and, um, we, en- I ended up actually doing, uh, my first, uh, ultra race in, in 93. It was a race called world's toughest triathlon. And, uh, you know, some of your listeners may or may know about that, uh, Lake Tahoe. It was, uh, uh, basically, um, uh, uh, uh all the distances were slightly shorter than Ironman and, okay. Um, you know, it was a two mile swim, hundred mile bike ride and a 19 mile run. Uh, you, you swam two miles in Tahoe, super cold. Uh, that, you know, it's definitely, you want to wear your wetsuit. That is an Alpine lake for sure. Alpine lake. And you're, and you're starting at, you know, about a mile above sea level anyway. So you got a little bit less oxygen. Um, but then they ended up taking you, um, up over, uh, Luther pass, the top of monitor pass there back down and then back into town. And so just, uh, I I don't know what the elevation gain is. I'm, I'm certain it's probably eight or 10,000 feet or so. It's just, uh, it just, it was a lot. Uh, and then they ran you around fallen leaf Lake, which I remember, um, one of the, uh, 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 I think I, I forget which mile it was, but you literally went up hill a mile, you know, it was like a 500 foot or that. I think it was like a thousand feet and it was just so slow and so painful. And I, I remember years later when Mary and I went to Tahoe and I did that run again and it was just so much, it was more fun then because I was probably faster than I was there at the time, but just, um, uh, just, you know, just run, just a, a 19 mile trail run. So, uh, I think I ended up finishing in about 10 hours, 25 minutes, and I still have the results from that. Uh, and the funny thing is I've had a couple of my triathlon buddies that, you know, we've, um, uh, uh, 
met and talked over the years uh, that were there actually at the same time, and we didn't know each other. So just from a camaraderie perspective and a small world perspective. That's cool. Did you beat him? uh, yeah, exactly. But uh, but yeah, just from a training perspective, you know, I had no idea what to do. And so I remember at the time, um, one of my triathlon buddies, um, uh, his name is Mark Cartier. Unfortunately, I think about 10 years ago, he died in a mountain climbing accident here in, on Mount right. Hood, um, which which is too bad. Uh, he was a I could outswim him. I could outbike him. But he was a fast runner and it was always like, when is he going to, you know, we're doing an Olympic distance race. He's going to run by me, you know, and I, and I, can I hold Mark off? But, uh, but anyhow, um, we had this training day and a girlfriend at the time, uh, we drove out to Hood River, which uh, is, you know, about 60 miles um, to the east of, uh, of Portland, great little windsurfing community. And we decided to start our adventure there. We decided, you know, we're going to swim across to the Washington side and back. So that was probably, I don't know, maybe a mile. I don't know if it was like three quarters of a mile across. I, I don't, I'd have to look at the map, but uh, big old uh, river swim. We tried not to get killed by the barges and the tugboats that were out there. Uh, succeeded yeah. in that. And that- that's a and moving, then, I mean, that's moving water as well. It's not just standing still. Exactly. Like but yeah. No, my girlfriend, Christina at the time. Yeah. She was out on, a, I think on a, or she was out on a uh, paddleboard, just making sure we didn't die. Um, mm-hmm. And we did, we made it out. Okay. Uh, but anyhow, then we got on our bikes and rode up and over uh, Mount hood and back. Um, I think it ended up being about a week, about a hundred close to a hundred miles a ride. And, and then we drove back to Portland and we ended up running, I believe 18 miles on the trails up on the Wildwood, uh, or actually on, excuse wow. me, on Lee Erickson. It's quite a uh, day. Yeah. And so that was like our training day. So I could see if I was ready for world's toughest. And I, I, I survived that and did world's toughest. And then, uh, you know, rolled from there into Ironman Canada in 1994. And, uh, I don't know, I guess the rest is either, as you would say, is history, sort of, spe- so to speak. Uh, uh, it is. It's it's accomplished history as well. So, uh, yeah, no, know, no. One of the things that I'm interested in, and it's not something we've talked about, but sure. you know, you think so. You go back 33 years when you started this, right? And compare yourself now as an endurance sport athlete versus when you were, you know, 33 years younger, would you beat yourself now um, based on your experience and, you know, the things you've learned and your strategy and, you know, uh, the, the, if you will, the tools of the trade today versus what was available then, right? Are you a better Ironman triathlete today and doing better times than you would have than you did 33 years ago? Oh, no, absolutely. I mean, I remember uh, my first Ironman, um, I I had no idea what to expect. All I, what I heard from people was, you want to go under 11 hours. And I go, okay, that seems like a good idea. And I think at Canada, (laughs) I'd have to go back and look at my results, but I think I went 1047. And so was able to kind of hit that, hit hit whatever kind of that goal was. But um, I would certainly say, I mean, I've gotten faster you know, I mean, from an age perspective, it's always, you know, you, things at some point, you know, will probably get t- 
tougher. Um, you know, I certainly I can't do some of the stupid antics I did, you know, when I was in the university, you know, at Virginia Tech and we were you could you know, you could race an Olympic and then go out and party and then train the next day. I, I certainly can't yeah. do that anymore. I mean, I, I don't want to, but, right. <laughs> um, you know, and I probably now, um, you know, I, I definitely I mean, I need a little more recovery time. But I would certainly say from a uh, time perspective, things haven't, uh, uh, you know, dropped off. Um, you know, I, I, I may even still be able to set a PR, but, uh, you know, it just depends on, you know, the right course and the right uh, training and things like that. You know, one of the things I found yeah. is I respond pretty well just to racing more. Um, you know, I've had three or four years where I've done five, six Ironman races in a year and had actually pretty good results for me. And, um, uh, you know, I, I think going forward, if I'm racing a little bit less, it'll be interesting to see if I can actually, you know, maybe even, you know, still go a little bit faster on stuff. Yeah. That's, that's going to be fun to, fun to watch. Uh, I'm a fan and I'll be tracking you. So, uh, you've been doing this for a long time. What's, what would you say your most memorable experience in pursuing Ironman competitions has been? Um, you know, I would say probably, you know, the most memorable thing is literally just the camaraderie and the friendships that have formed. Um, it's interesting, you know, just, uh, and I've been fortunate at WTC races to be on the, have been on the podium, uh, 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 from an age group perspective a number of times and just the guys that we've met and, 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 and kind of become, uh, uh, friends, uh, that that's probably the most memorable part of it. And what's, what, what's been really cool about it is, you know, we're all pretty driven results oriented type a folks, but what I, what I, you know, I've taken away from that Patrick is, that we're all just, I mean, we're all different, but just a lot of just really good people and, um, you know, and just, and kind of the friendships that have formed from that and those bonds, um, that that's been probably the biggest, my biggest takeaway and my biggest, uh, uh, you know, where I'm just like, I'm just a really lucky dude. (laughs) Yeah. You know, you are, you are. And and it's amazing how the, the, if you will, not just the Ironman community, but the triathlon community itself, um, is really a community where people learn from each other and they want to help each other and they want to share knowledge and you train together. Now on race day, you want to beat each other, right? You want to leave each other in the dust, but right. All up until then, it's all camaraderie and working together. Oh, no, no, absolutely. Oh, oh, Patrick, you hit, you hit the nail on the head. Even, I mean, my closest friends, we're all about, we're going to help each other out and support each other. And even I would, you know, if I, if I had to toss a CO2 or a, a, a tube to one of my buddies who had, who had, you know, gotten a flat or so, I would do that. But no, no, we're out there, uh, mano a mano on race day. We're there to do everything within the rules to beat each other. And then, and then we can have beers afterwards. That's it. Um, but, that's, uh, it's, it's fantastic. Now, but, uh, it's, you know, and I've got to ask you also, you, you've participated in the, in the world championships now, you know, many times. Um, is that, is that always a goal of yours or, or I mean, I, I can't believe it just happens, right? Like you wake up and you qualify for the world championships. It's very competitive. It's very difficult. Um, so, so talk, 
talk to us a little bit about that and your your mindset with that. And is that like icing on the cake and it's a reward for for doing well, or or is it just a goal that when you're doing Ironman, you want to make the world championships? Um, you know, the answer to that is yes. I, I, I want to make the world championships. I just, I, I, I love racing, um, you know, in Kona. I mean, obviously there's, you know, been some changes now from Ironman Corporation, um, uh, there, but, uh, no, that's usually, that's, that's been a goal, but I certainly, I will do races even after I've qualified still with the goal of, could I qualify if I needed to? Um, so, you know, I, 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 tr- I don't really do any races where I'm just going to kind of put it on cruise control or so. So I, you know, I always try to be, you know, as competitive um, as I can. I mean, obviously sometimes if you're, mm-hmm. you know, doing a, you know, races, you know, four or five weeks apart, it's a little tougher, but you know, I'm still always trying to, you know, do, uh, as well as I can, but yeah, from a goal perspective, it's always been, you know, to, 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 to try to qualify, uh, uh, for the world championships. Um, and, uh, it's, you know, I, I think it's not, uh, and not to make light of it. Um, but the nice thing is, and, and you, you've seen this, you know, in, in, in facets of your life, it's, 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 it's great when you kind of figure out how to do something or you feel like you've unlocked the secret code, um, mm-hmm that you're able to then kind of do that and, and then replicate it. And, you know, and it's interesting. And sometimes it's even just a mental thing where once you get, once you've done something, you're just, you have an aha moment, whether it's business or Iron Man or, or, you know, or, or, you know, uh, your, uh, your kid and, and, you know, and, and, and some behavior and, and getting something that was good to become, or something that's bad becoming good and you're and, 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 and not necessarily understanding the how or the why, but sometimes that you just, it just happens. And then you're able to do that. And, and I've been kind of fortunate enough to, to kind of, I don't want to say figure that out, but, you know, put that training and stuff in that it's certainly, I, I mean, I put in a, a great deal of effort to it, but that it doesn't become, it's not a monumental or Herculean uh, task so to speak. Well, it's something, it's something you truly enjoy, right? Yes. That's, that's the other piece of it. It's not just the competition. I mean, that's the, the thing. I mean, Ironman's a, a nice, you know, full, full day for me, half day activity for you, but it's the, it's the amount of training volume that you do in advance. That's the real work, right? The, the event is, uh, uh, the reward for putting all that work in. And I'm, I'm really curious what, uh, what is your typical training week look like from a volume perspective, right? How much swimming, how much, how much running, um, how much biking? Sure. Um, no, it's a great question. I mean, I try to, um, uh, 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 you know, uh, break it down by different times of the year. I would say I certainly don't have, I would say necessarily an off season, um, you know, as far as, uh, where I'm just like not doing anything because I just, I, I need to do some sort of activity, um, just from a sanity perspective, but, you know, I would say typically it's going to be depending on the time of the year, it's, it's 10 to 20 hours a week of, uh, of okay. activity. And, um, I've always been self-coached, um, which I think has worked out reasonably well. I've, you know, the only, uh, injuries for the most part have always have been from just me doing something stupid, whether I twist my ankle off of a curb or I've got the dog on the leash and I'm riding my fat bike and, you know, she decides to stop and I, 
go flying off the fat bike and, and, and <laughs> bruise my ribs or something. Um, so uh, it, it's worked out reasonably uh, well. Um, I've always been a responder, I think, to more volume. Um, I'm a big proponent of just a lot of zone one, zone two stuff. Um, and then I also I tend to do stuff more by time than by distance. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think for for what I uh, uh, for what I do, you know, I'm probably 50 to 55 percent bike um, and then probably um, uh, 25 percent run and then. Or, sorry, twenty five percent run and then twenty uh, percent swim or so. Okay. Uh, okay. To 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 get to a hundred percent, and I think that's worked out pretty well, just to be relatively injury free, and then also just from an endurance perspective, what what Ironman is all about, which is really, it's all about the bike, so that you can make it through the run. Yep. Yep. That's exactly right. Um, so, uh, so, so yeah, just from kind of a time perspective, but you know, if the folks out there think that you have to be always super focused and whatnot on it, you know, the answer is you don't, but you do need to show up most of the time, which is true for anything in life. If you want to get anything done, you need to be there most of the time and, 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 and put in the work. And, and I think that's probably one of the, the strengths that I have. Uh, you know, I always, I kind of joke, I've got this 80, 20 rule, which whether it's life, marriage, business or whatever, is that literally 80% of the time when you're doing what you're doing, you want to be really jazzed about it. And, but I think it's also okay that sometimes you get up and you go, Oh man, what do I have to deal with today? That, you know, that, that, that not everything in life is always wonderful. And I think just, you know, bringing that uh, 80, 20 rule into training is, you know, I can probably count in the last 10 years. I've on two hands, the number of times I've canceled workouts where I, you know, I mean, obviously stuff happens, clients call, life happens, and sometimes you have to adjust, but then you figure out a way just to kind of get stuff done, you know, around that. And mm-hmm. I, I think I've always been pretty good at just kind of showing up and getting the work done. But I, I would say, you know, probably 80% of my workouts every week are probably no more than zone two. Um, I do try to do a longer run every week and kind of focus on pace there and maybe do a couple little intervals in and then mm-hmm. do one tempo workout a week. Um, but biking, most of it's reasonably easy. Um, but, you know, last, uh, gosh, four or five years, most of my bike most of it has been, uh, on, on the kicker, uh, swift and stuff like that. I've got a great group of guys. We train together. Um, and, uh, you know, out of those rides, if I'm riding, uh, you know, X number of hours a week, you know, probably only 20% of that are pretty, are hard efforts. And the rest of it's just spinning and, and, and talking about, uh, you know, how the family's doing and the business is going and, and other stuff as we're, as we're cruising along. Spending time, spending time. Yeah. That's, you know, I've, uh, you know, got two athletic boys that they're now 21 and 19, but one of the things that I've reiterated to them and I, I, I eat this dog food myself. I believe it. You have to enjoy the process. Yes. Yeah, if, you, if you if you don't enjoy the process, then you're in the wrong business, right? Yes. And, and that goes for for Ironman training. You've got to enjoy biking and running and swimming. And mm-hmm. if you don't like those things, well, Ironman's not for you. <laughs> no, right? no, you, you you hit the nail on the head. And I always, you know, when I when I have, I, you know, I'll have folks that'll 
come up to me and say, Hey, what do you think about this? Or they're, they want to do Ironman or qualify for Kona or, or, or whatnot, whatever their goal is. And, you know, and that's one of the things I kind of suss out is what do you like? You know, what do you like doing? Why are you doing this? And one of the, you know, the things I definitely see from an Ironman perspective that correlates a lot with success at the, at, at doing the endurance racing is liking to run that it's not something you just do because you have to. And, you know, I, it's, it's, it's kind of funny because I always, I, I, I look at what are life's little pleasures. And for me, there's like three or four of them. You know, one of them is if I can go laser sailing, um, you know, for folks that are, that, that may not know, you know, it's just a little, uh, you know, 12, 14 foot boat, one sail, super simple. If you make a mistake and screw up a jibe, you end up in the water, but it, you know, nothing bad really happens. And it's just so much fun hiking out, um, being on a beam reach and just cruising with the wind. Um, but then also trail running, um, and just running long, going out and running, you know, 12, 13, 14, 20 miles even, and just, and just enjoying, just being there, and you know, I I'm, I don't usually I don't use headphones. I just like you know I, I hear myself breathing. I hear what's going on in the environment. I'm you know I'm pro I'm thinking about maybe solving a a, a work problem or something like that. Um, you know, I think uh, trail running is one of life's little pleasures, um, and then also just um, open water swimming. I mean, if I'm if I can be out on the Ironman course there in Kailua Bay and just swimming along, um, I mean it, it's fun with buddies. But I've even sometimes I've, I've swum I'm out to the Ironman buoy by myself. Um, and, uh, you know, it's a, it's a little disconcerting cause you're out there in a lot of water and, <laughs> and, and, yeah, and it's just, and it's just you. great white people out there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, but, but that's just one of those things. It's just a really fun Zen moment. And I think that if you, if you can enjoy stuff like that, then I think Ironman is definitely, you know, for, 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 for somebody, um, you know, it's not to say you can't, do, you, you, you can't be successful without that, but just finding joy and doing activities like that is certainly a, a, a good, um, you know, telltale that, that, that it's something you, you've got some aptitude for. Yeah, it, it's an re- absolute requirement because you're going to, like you said, and you, you know, typical person will spend 10 to 14 hours a week in training with minimum of four months. And typically it's probably more like six to nine months of training yeah. in advance. That's a lot of time. That's a lot of hours. It, so you better it, enjoy it. it. It is a lot of time and a lot of effort, but you know, but it's also, it's one of those things that once you do it, Patrick, and then you, you know, you know, going through your experience that, you know, you do stuff and I, I mean, I do stuff and I, I mess stuff up and I try not to do it the second time, but once you get through it, then you kind of realize, aha, and then you want to do it again and you know how to do things more efficiently and do things better. And then, you know, I, I think just as humans, once, when, when you get better at something, it, that's, it's just a lot of fun. And you and you and you and you go, ah, there's a mistake that I've corrected and now I'm a little bit faster or I can go a little bit further or, or, or whatever it is. Yeah, that's that's exactly right. And, uh, you know, it's the competition with yourself. And uh, the, the thing that's appealing to me about it is not just the friendships. I have lots of friendships, but but the camaraderie that was made with the people I trained with 
and the people I met in Arizona along the way and even during the race before and after um, it just you get this kinship you know you you did this battle together and and there's uh, whether you you know whether you did it like you did in you know uh, you know the, the 10 hours or whether you did it like me in, in 15 hours it, it's it's we traveled the same course and we both had our struggles and we overcame an adversity and we finished and uh it's pretty special it's pretty awesome it's pretty unique and uh, i love that about iron man and uh so uh i'm sure i'll be doing another one i am signed up to do one next november uh with the same buddies that i went to arizona with we're going to do iron man florida in november so uh, nice it's all about it's all about you know and and of course i'm i didn't really race arizona so i'm looking forward to really you know putting a a a harder effort now that i know what it's all about and that i can do it um so we'll we'll see Uh, a lot of time between now and then so it'll be it'll be fun and i'm looking forward to it but but as you mentioned um you know Ironman's pretty special uh and if you enjoy the if you enjoy those activities uh it can be really special and and as you've done made these friendships that that really are now part of your life it's not just about Ironman you're your friends you're doing life together even if it's not in the same city which is really cool yeah no no absolutely and just speaking you know it's just one of those things just from a technological perspective it's wonderful i mean tomorrow on saturday we're gonna have a swift ride a couple hours um actually my my good buddy rick uh who's the pilot he's actually flying so he's not going to join me for a ride i think until monday so we're not going to be swift racing on sunday either um but we'll have like four or five guys on these rides and we just we'll do a skype call and uh my buddy hoiker from the uk is on uh sometimes and so like literally you'll have people in like washington california um great britain you know wherever i'm at um and uh doing a doing a swift ride and we're all giving each other crap and you talk you know and then <laughs> lots of smack talk um and uh, you know and that's just from a tech it's, it's amazing how far the technology has come and that we can do all that and it just makes it you know it's it, it's 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 so much fun um and yeah. you know it, yeah. it is interesting because i've certainly i've got folks that are like ah you you know riding more outside but just from an efficiency perspective and because we've got such a good good group doing a lot of these swift rides and races it's just it's a lot of fun and uh, you know i mean obviously during the pandemic we did a lot of it but um you know and, and it's and it really just brought us so much closer and you know it's one of those things um i mean not to go off topic but i do know my buddy rick the other day was saying you know there's all these studies about all these you know middle-aged dudes that are having you know issues just because they're not relating to people and or they don't you know the, mm-hmm. the friendship components and you know and whatnot and and you know and and certainly there are times, I mean, I, I wouldn't say I don't get, I'm not depressed, but there are times when I get a little down about stuff. I mean, I think everybody does. And I think having the, the, the this, you know, to touch on this friendship component that we get, I'm fortunate to get out of the training here and during the pandemic where, you know, if, if Rick and I are spending nine or 10 hours a, a week together riding, you can only smack talk and talk about training so much. And so, you know, when you start dissecting and talking about, you know, marriage and, you know, he had, he had some, uh, uh, he he actually, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll say it here. I mean, it's reasonably anonymous is, you know, he, he lost his daughter at the beginning of the pandemic 
And, you know, this, I mean, losing a kid, I could not imagine at all what that's like. And we just, we, man, sorry. I mean, we, we, we talked and we cried about it and it's just, oh man, it, sorry, sorry. Yeah, that's, that's what this is about. That's what this yeah. is about though, is those connections and humans exactly. are meant to exist alone. And, uh, exactly. You know, and just, for, it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and for just—I mean, like I said, for middle-aged uh, guys to be crying on Swift is—you <laughs> know—it's—it's just—I mean, it, it, it may sound a little odd, but it—you know—the—the—the—the—the the, the, the experiences and what we shared there is just—it's huge, and it, it's just—it's it, so much—it's way beyond triathlon and Ironman, and. Yeah. And, and just talking about stuff. And I mean, even, I mean, I had, you know, during the, during the pandemic when we lost one of our dogs, you know, and Rick was there and God, you know, it's just ah, having that support network was so, it, it, I shouldn't say was, it is so important. And, 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 and that, uh, it, you know, I think life is all about, you have these unintended consequences, you know, like we talked about Patrick earlier on in the, the conversation mm-hmm. about that roadmap mm-hmm. and having a plan for something. And, when that plan changes and something, and then again, you have some unintended consequence out of it. You know, nobody wanted to, nobody had any idea the pandemic was going to happen. And, you know, and, and we're, we're right, we're here Skyping and riding on Swift and, you know, and then, you know, some, some bad stuff in life happens and we're able to talk with each other. And it just, it, 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 it's just, it, um, just, just incredibly, I feel very blessed and fortunate for that. Not, yeah, not, not obviously not for the bad yeah. events, but then no, we were able to sure. share. Yeah. That's, uh, that's, that's powerful. And, uh, you know, for everybody out there might not understand what, what Zwift is in the technology, but, sure. but basically imagine a video game that you can operate on your Apple TV or your iPad or a computer or your cell phone. And you, you basically take the wheels off of your bike and you install it on, uh, and he mentioned a, a kicker, Wahoo manufactured product called the kicker. There are other competitors out there, but you put that on your, your rear, your rear hub where your wheel would be. Um, you can have a, a kicker climb, where your front wheel would be and the software in your computer, tablet, or phone called Zwift sends the signals to control the resistance uh, in the flywheel and the kicker and will actually elevate or decline the, the climb. And, and you're visually uh, looking at an image with your, your co-racers um, taking you through a path. It could be through the mountains. It could be through the desert. And um, your bike is responding to that. And, and then you're physically responding to that to meet the, the incline or the increase in resistance. And it's, uh, it's really amazing. But, but the most amazing thing about it, beyond the connections and everything else, is last time I checked, no one's ever gotten hit by a truck while riding on Zwift in their home. And, and it really has opened up hours of the day that it would be very difficult to ride when you live in a major city. Um, you know, and I, I did a lot of training at, you know, 530 in the morning and eight o'clock at night um, around a work schedule. And uh, the technology allows that to happen. And then the added benefit now of tying in people around the globe to communicate. It's just amazing. And I think it's really transformed the way endurance athletes can train and prepare. Oh, no, Patrick, you, you hit the nail on the head. And it's just, you know, it's so funny because now, you know, we're like, how do we schedule this thing? Because we're getting, you know, like Hoiker from the UK. And, you know, and sometimes, you know, if I'm in, in Alpine, 
or actually the, the hardest is if when Hoyker's in the UK and I'm in Kona and we have this, you know, all the time That's, difference, how do we get, how do yeah, we get everyone together? 12, and, 15 uh, hours difference there. That's a big one. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And actually, I'd actually speak at a Hoyker, you know, actually right before uh, speaking of just Ironman experiences and this whole thing, um, we were on a swift ride on one of our last, last rides before Ironman Arizona. And um, uh, he gets a little message and uh, comes back and he says, Stefan, my bike's been stolen. And literally he was, while he was riding, someone had broken into the storage unit there at the apartment and stolen his uh, brand new Argon DI2 tri-bike. And here he is wow. three days later, he's flying to the, to the United States and he's meeting up with Rick and me in, in Arizona to race. And so just from a camaraderie perspective and just a whole, you know, problem solving and you're know, like, okay, this sucks. Your bike got stolen. What are we going to do? And it turned out I actually had a, uh, a, a spare, a Trek speed concept there in, um, in, in Alpine, Wyoming. And I actually, uh, yeah, I mean, it needed a little bit of work because Hoyker's a little bit taller than me, but I brought it with me uh, in the van, drove it down to Arizona and um, he got set up and he used that bike to race on. Um, <laughs> that is so, so just, cool. Uh, that was this year. That was this year. Yeah. Wow. That is awesome. That's such so, community and friendship. That's so special. So, yeah. It's just, it's stuff like that. You know, it's, I mean, I don't know if I, I, I'd file that under unintended consequences or not, but maybe that's just problem solving and thinking on the fly and uh, just getting, getting stuff done. <laughs> I love it. Okay. So uh, I have to ask, um, you sure. successfully qualified for the Ironman world championships. And at the time when you qualified, the race was going to be this year in 23 in November in Kona. Yep, or in uh, October. Obviously, obviously, or October. And yeah. obviously some, some news has dropped over the last several weeks, basically, that there's going to be some changes. And the men now in 23 are going to race in Nice, France. The women are going to race in Kona. And then in 24, the men will go to Kona and the women will go to Nice. And some people love it. Some people don't like it. Um, I, I'm really curious as to, you know, what, what you're going to do um, now that you know, you have received your, your, your ticket to the dance. Um, where are you, what are your plans? Uh, I, I sent my email to, I responded to the email from, uh, from Ironman Corporation. I'm deferring to Kona 2024. That's, that's what I like to do. Um, and so, you know, nothing against Nice. I mean, maybe one of these times I, I will race Nice, but, uh, just personally for me, I like having the men and the women racing together. Um, and, uh, you know, I think it, it just makes it a lot more fun. Uh, but, uh, but also just, uh, you know, the Nice race from a scheduling perspective is in, uh, in, it's going to be in, um, September and we're going to be in Wyoming at that time. And, um, just Wyoming in September is just, I don't know, for me, one of the best places in the world to be. And I don't want to leave that, um, you know, just having, you know, Maui will be over there at that point and, and just, uh, you know, we can, I got the BLM land, uh, um, uh, Bureau of Land Management, uh, the federal land right outside our door and going out and running with Maui on that in September and seeing the leaves start to change colors and special. Yeah. Running up Ferry Peak again. Um, I, I I think I'd rather do that in race in Nice than than race in Nice, I should say. So I'm I'm deferring to Kona. Yeah. Um I like uh 
uh, I, I, I like, I just like racing in Kona. It's just, it's a special place, uh, you know, and, and certainly, um, and I will give a shout out to, to, to Ironman Corporation here. You know, I think they did, you know, they tried the two day format. I know they're hamstrung for revenue because of the pandemic, um, their company, they need to make money. I understand that. Um, and, you know, having 5,000 athletes uh, this past October, you know, on uh, uh, on the big island, you know, I think it, it, it kind of took its toll, too. Uh, we, we volunteered on Saturday. We raced on Thursday and then ra- volunteered on Saturday. And I can tell you, um, just as far as, you know, we were uh, uh, my buddy Rick and uh, my buddy Rob from New Zealand, who was staying with us, who had raced on Saturday. Also, um, we were helping to just run the aid station because there just weren't enough volunteers. Um, yeah. And actually, I got I almost got fired from the aid station because I had there's a racer that came through and he was. Um, uh, you know, he was kind of a little, not, not necessarily delirious, but he was definitely out of it. And the aid station captain had called for, uh, um, uh, you know, like, Hey, we're going to pick this guy up and bring him back to the finish line. And this is only two miles. And this guy was there for an hour. And I finally just said, you know what? I, I flagged down a truck to, to bring this guy back. And, um, he, uh, the aid station captain got all mad and he's like, you can't do that. I'm like, you guys aren't doing anything and I'm just getting it done. And the, the aid station <laughs> captain ended up finally getting in his car and driving the guy back. And I'm like, you know, if you would have done that to begin with, we wouldn't have had this conversation. Um, that goes to our earlier point, right? It's, it's not, a, it's not about the effort. It's about the results. It's about the results. We got to get this stuff done. This guy, I mean, he's getting cold. He's shivering. I mean, what are we going to, what needs to happen next? Um, but anyway, with that said, that's one of the reasons why Kona is not quite ready to have the, the, the two day race again. And so, so Ironman's chosen to split it up with the men and the women. Um, but again, I made my decision decision just to race in, uh, in, in Kona in 2024. Uh, you know, obviously I, I'd like to do the world championship whenever I can. I, you know, I don't want to say like every year, but if I could, I would. And yeah, anyway, that's, that's, that's the way it is. That's the way the chips are. Uh, Very cool. well, I respect, I respect your decision. That's uh, it sounds like a good one. And I've got a, uh, another friend of mine, uh, Rick Thibodeau that, that, um, just you know, it completed actually his 13th Ironman and nice. Uh, I call it the golden ticket to the world championships. And he, you know, earned that ticket this year, but he's going to defer to 24 because his dream has always been to Kona and not to Nice. So uh, he'll be doing that in 24 and um, pretty awesome. Pretty awesome. Experience. No, no, no. Kudos to him and kudos to, you know, kind of sticking that out. And, and then also just to kind of manage in the whole situation. And um, but also, you know, kudos to Ironman to even you know when you're doing your legacy program and you want and, and you want to get in you're you know most of the, the folks want to go to kona to to, to honoring that part of the agreement absolutely yep absolutely it's magical and you know the one piece you mentioned it the one piece that i'm i'm a little disappointed in is we've talked about this community and the friendships and the relationships well those aren't based on gender right it's not always male to male and female to female and uh, there's there's 
male and female as well. And, and I've, I've met uh, women that I'm friends with, that I've trained with, that I've raced with. And it, to me, it just it, it just seems like it won't be the same experience without having men and women in the same event. Um, I just think the, that makes the events better, you know, having that entire community together. So that'll be a, a big change, I'm sure, for, for everyone. And I'm not sure any of us know what that's going to look like, but it'll be interesting to find out. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I, I truly hope that Kona this October will be a great event for the women and having that whole, you know, part of what the whole Ironman World Championship experience is, is, you know, this is the World Series or the Super Bowl of triathlon and all the sponsors are there and the pros are there. And it just is this absolutely larger than life experience. And and I certainly hope that that happens this October with the women. But I, you know, I, and I'm, 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 I'm a glass half full guy, definitely. But I just, I, I don't see this one going off as that well. And I hope I'm wrong. I hope, you know, when, when you and I uh, uh, come back together and, and chat about this, that I, that I can eat some crow, but I don't know. I don't think it's going to go that well, unfortunately. Yeah. Time will tell for sure. Time, time, time will tell. That, 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 yeah, that's my honest assessment. And I hope I'm, I really, truly hope I'm wrong just because I've got, I mean, my, the, you know, I've got some of my women buddies at Race Iron Man that are probably even more intense about it than I am. And, you know, I, I want them to have that full experience. Yeah. Yeah. There's no doubt. No doubt. Um, okay. Let's, uh, <laughs> We've covered a lot of ground. Um, let's go back to the the beginners out there. So we've got someone who's interested, but just doesn't know where to start in this whole process. Let's assume that they're, you know, just your your average everyday person that's never done a triathlon. How would what would you suggest for them? What's the best place to get started? Um, you know, I, th- I think the biggest thing is just to go out and just to do it. Go make some mistakes. Um, and then really just learn from those mistakes and don't do it. Don't do them again. But but literally, it's a matter, literally and figuratively, of putting one foot in front of the other and going out and going running and 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 and, and getting on the bike, whether you're going to do it outside or whether you're going to do it uh, inside. You know, on 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 your kicker or or whatever uh, uh, trainer that you have. Um, and, and, and get into the pool and, and just uh, go and swim. And, and certainly, you know, there's a lot of experienced folks, you know, that you can seek counsel from that can offer you some advice um, and certainly do that. But the biggest thing is just to go out and just to do it. Um, and, you know, and, and, and I would also say just from a goal perspective to be reasonable about it. Uh, you know, I think, I mean, as much as Patrick, as we talked about Iron Man here, um, you know, I think there are a lot of folks that they associate triathlon and Ironman. And they, you know, when, when you talk about it or you put it up on your Instagram or, or whatnot, it's like, have you done that one on TV? And, you know, right. which is obviously that's the the the, 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 the the NBC production of Kona. And to, to get kind of beyond that, that there's so many events that you can do, whether it's just a, 
I, and, I, and I don't even want to say just whether you do a sprint distance, an Olympic distance, you know, now they have swim run, um, you know, which, which is a lot of fun where you're, you're, you're just going off and um, uh, uh, you're running and then you're, uh, you're swimming with your shoes on and you, you're, you're running with a wetsuit on, um, you know, some hopefully, you know, through a nice scenic course, uh, and some great trail yeah. running and stuff like that. So there's so many events that you can do. You know, my buddies and I are talking about actually doing a, an ultra distance uh, event there in Alpine, just calling it Freedom Man. And we're already talking about, you know, we're, we're riding up the canyon to the top of Teton Pass and we're, we're swimming in the Palisades <laughs> Reservoir and we're going to run up to the top of Ferry Peak and back to the house. And whoever that wins, sounds start- really cool. Yeah. yeah. Whoever and whoever does it first can call themselves Freedom Man, I guess. That sounds really cool. It does. But that's, you know, that's uh, what I would say is this multi-sport endurance training Mm -hmm. opens up the doors to a lot of other activities. I mean, uh, you know, I, you know, I don't know. I've got a lot of interests, uh, right? Competitive golfer and, uh, you know, do the podcast, have a business, um, enjoy you know, training for, for Ironmans and, and competing him. And, but, but I look out there and I go, man, there's some really cool trail runs, you're right. hundred mile trail runs that are out there that are, uh, there's really cool mountain bike races. Uh, the, a buddy of mine, John Tortorici is getting ready to do the Leadville 100 in Colorado. Wow. Just got into that. And, That's tough. Uh, That's like 10,000 know, feet of elevation. It is. It's brutal. It's brutal. And, uh, you know, so, you know, you think about those things, but, but having this, the stamina, the endurance, the discipline to be able to do an Ironman kind of opens up the doors to do some of these other things as well. Right. It's you train, you modify your training a little bit, but, um, that's the really cool part is really, it's kind of like, okay, what is it out there that I want to do to challenge myself next? Right. It could be going faster in an Ironman. It could be going to do in the Leadville. Uh, it could be, you know, um, another event, but, but, uh, that's the cool part. And I, you know, I think the, the, the key theme for anybody here that, that, and people who, who are doing this endurance sport training have figured it out, but, but others that are trying to figure it out, it's just keep moving, keep, keep moving and being active and, and walking, running, biking, hiking, swimming, right? Doing all this stuff because we were meant to move. And and in today's world, most of us, if we didn't do those things, we'd be very sedentary in our jobs, right? Very computer-oriented, very seated, yes. traveling, driving, flying, right? No, oh no, absolutely. Yeah, it's just it's it's, it's just it, it is like Patrick, like you pointed out, just to go ahead and to, um, to 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 keep moving. You know, put your phone down for a little bit and just and and go do some of these things, and also realize that it actually, I think, um, you know, I've found it makes me better at business because rather than going into uh, you know a meeting and thinking that I've got a you know, prove I'm the smartest guy in the room. You know, if I've, if I've done a 15 mile run before work, I'm just there to solve problems. I'm not, I don't need to do anything for my ego or, or, or anything else. So I think yep. it's, uh, it, there, there's certainly, uh, I think maybe some wisdom there as far as just having that, uh, just that activity that, I mean, it, that it's good for your brain. Um, and it's just a, you know, it's a, it's a time where you can solve problems and things like that. So, uh, yeah, certainly, um, yeah, just for, 
folks that are, you know, that are out there that are just starting this off is just go out and do it. I mean, you know, the easiest thing to do is just to put on a pair of, uh, of uh, you know, running shoes and, and, and you don't even need to go that far. I mean, I remember just at our local club here, you know, talking with the, uh, the person, uh, one of the person's uh, she's at the front desk and you know and she sees me i've got my iron man backpack on and i'm you know i've, I've ridden my bike into the club and to go swim or, or or whatnot and um you know she's like well i want to go run and but I, i'm just i don't know what to do and i said you know ellen just go out and run a mile you know you don't need to you know just go out you know whether it takes you 10 minutes or 20 minutes just run just all, you know just be active and what i found is you know i mean there's there folks you know whether they you're trying to lose a little bit of weight or something and it's a little harder to do something but the whole to your point uh, patrick is you just have to move and what ends up happening is and what the great thing about you know your your, your body is so amazing is that even if you have, you know, 20 minutes of activity, you know, and I'm a big proponent of um, frequency, um, that if you just go, just do something for 20 minutes, your body still is spending, you know, 10 minutes or so after that, where your heart rate is elevated and your metabolism is elevated. So you're getting a, you know, a, a bigger bang for your buck than you would think. But, you know, again, just that go out and move and just go run a mile, or even if you can't run a mile, walk a mile. And the interesting thing is if you keep doing that and you do it, you know, I mean, you don't have to do it every day, but if you do it consistently, it gets easier and easier and easier and then your confidence builds and it's so much fun to watch that when people do that and they're like you know a year afterwards they're like i never think i could do this and they did and and and, and sometimes it's just yep. nice when you, when you see just the life changing parts of that whether it's you know just an increase in self-esteem um, just, you know, I mean, when you're fit, you just feel better and you're able to do more stuff. You've got more energy for your family and you've got more energy for work. Um, that's you just so <laughs> that's you sleep better. Um, that's just, it's, it's, it's huge. And, you know, and I always, I mean, if I can, you know, get someone like, you know, like the person at the front desk, just, you know, to do that. And it's funny because now, you know, they're, they're, they're so excited about it and they want to tell me about, Hey, I, I ran a 5k and that's just, you know, it's so cool when you it's see awesome. that excitement, you see that excitement it in someone's is. eyes and you, you, you and, uh, and just, it's just really cool to see that growth or so. And then they're like, well, I'm signing up for this race. And, you know, it's, it, 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 it's just a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun to see that, that, that energy. Yeah. There's a lot of reward in life if you're balanced in body, mind and spirit. Right. And, and, you know, so many people are, are so balanced in their, their mind and their spirit, but they neglect the body. And, uh, you know, all three are equally important. And, you know, however you choose to address those three, it's humans. If you address mind, body and spirit and, and the way that works for you and you do it in balance, odds are you're going to be living a pretty fulfilling and satisfied life. And you're going to be pretty you're going to be better, be better for it. Oh, no, absolutely. And I think just too, I mean, we've our, our population in general is is, you know, is aging is that while as amazing as the body is, you know, the things, 
you know, at the, if, if you don't do something, at, you know, in your 50 or 60 or so, things are going to start to fall apart. And it's, you know, you, you, you want to kind of take care of things, whether it's your joints or your weight or, you know, whatever, that it, it just it, it just makes everything just so much easier and better, I think. Yeah, hundred percent. I couldn't agree yeah. with you more on on that. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. And this is. Well, go ahead. Oh no no, and, and I was going to say, you know, just the folks out there, and you and you don't even you don't have to be competitive at it. It's certainly, you know, just if you, like I said, you just go out and you you know you walk around the block, and before you know it, you know you're walking you know all around the neighborhood and into the next neighborhood and and and, and wherever, um, you know, it's it's just a matter of just going out and and, and doing stuff. It's just there, there's so much out in the world there to explore and to to be able to move and do that is just amazing. I think, and I think it's just so. Yeah. I agree. And and my little trick on that, I'm very calendar oriented. I'm task oriented. So if it's on my calendar, I get it done. And every week I plan out, um, you know, my activities. And, you know, if I'm, if I'm doing a, a specific training program and it's, I use the software training peaks, which I'm sure you're familiar with, and it, mm-hmm. it all downloads right into my, my calendar and my business calendar. So, uh, you know, it's there just, just as important to me as a business meeting and, uh, take off the boxes, right? Really, really simple. Um, if I wake up and I don't have a plan, then, you know, the, the things that are on my calendar get done, but the training wouldn't. So I just put it on there just like I do everything else in my, in my day. Oh, no, no, absolutely. And yeah. And again, I think the big thing there is that you, like I said, you don't even, I I know we're talking about Ironman here and the world championships and all that, but you know, a lot of it, it's just, just a matter of just moving and going out and just doing things. Yep. Love it. Okay. We have covered a lot of topics and, uh, I've got a final question for you before we go into our rapid fire brains and brawn segment. Uh Uh Oh, so if, if you could go back to your 18 year old self, this is just before you're headed off to Virginia tech and offer yourself advice, what would it be? Um, that, you know, that's a great question. And I don't, you know, not to go to go too far off the topic, but it's probably just trust your gut. That's probably one of the things that I've struggled the most with in life is just that as I gain experience in something that, as you know, when you, when you, the more experience you get, you can make decisions more quickly and decisions more quickly with less information. And typically when you can make a decision with less information more quickly, there's a greater reward there. And just to tell myself to do that, um, I would tell myself to invest more. um, And that includes investing in myself. Um, Time is my most precious commodity. Um, And uh, probably just buy your first house just a little bit earlier. Uh, I, bu- I bought my first house at 25, and if I would have to do it all over again, I would have scrimped, saved, and done whatever I could to have done it like two or three years before that. And then uh, gotten more roommates, and then uh, uh, w- moved on to the next one pretty quickly, and uh, and and just do that. <laughs> That's those are very very wise counsel. That yeah, uh, I think yeah. if you're if you're uh, you know. 
20 years old or less, listen to those points and incorporate them in your life now. And I guarantee you, you'll be well ahead of your peers. Yeah. Yeah. And not, you know, I, I mean, obviously we're talking more about Iron Man, but just from a personal net worth perspective, Patrick, and you can probably attest to this too, is that the biggest thing you can do is literally buy that house. And, and I'm not saying you need to become a real estate investor, but to have that net worth, that 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 component there, and understand the you know have building the equity in that house, um, you know not taking loans out against it, um, and uh, 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 just uh, again having that equity grow um, mm-hmm. is just is is just huge because what that ha- what that ends up doing is the earlier you do it, um, just the time value of money and compounding. Um, lets you have more freedom earlier in your life. And, you know, that's one of the things we, you know, we always told our kids is that what you want to do, you know, life, life is not about money. It's about friends and experience and family, but money does help you make decisions. And it also lets you be able to, um, uh, make more, have, have a greater control over your own life so that you can make decisions for yourself rather than having other people make decisions for you. And if that, if you can do that, and especially, um, I mean, obviously we've got a whole mixed audience, but especially as you know, for, 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 for women, the females there to be able to do that and have con- better control over your own destiny and your own life. I think that's just huge. So um, anyway, yeah, not, not to be too serious about it, but uh, nope, just to make I that love point. It. That's, that's great counsel. And uh, anybody out there listening would be very wise to heed that advice. That's great counsel. Good stuff. Okay. We're going to move into our rapid fire brains and broad segment. Uh, obviously I'm the broad cause that's my name <laughs> and you're the yep. brains. That's cause you're a lot smarter than I am. So oh, God. Uh, I, I don't know yeah. about that <laughs> <laughs> for sure. For sure. All right. So first up, Stefan, what is your favorite movie? Top Gun. That is, and I got to say, Top Gun is the greatest movie of all time. I know I'll get some flack love- for that, but that. That's just the way it is. Uh, have you seen two? Have you seen the new one? Uh, you know, I've seen the second one, and the first time I saw it, I didn't really like it. And then, um, again, like I mentioned, my buddy Rick, who's the pilot, uh, we, you know, we've talked yep. ad nauseum about this. And actually, just as a quick – I know we want to get through this reasonably quickly, but I had always maintained that uh, Point Break um, with Patrick Swayze and Keanu Reeves sure. was the greatest movie of all times. And uh, uh, Rick actually – he – made me see the light that Top Gun was better. And he actually encouraged me to see Top Gun 2 Maverick again. And I did. And then I actually really liked it. Um, I thought it's, I think, I think the original was a little bit better, but what, but, 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 but seeing it the second time, um, I, I thought it was still, it was fantastic. Um, and actually I, just to throw it out there too, um, not, not to give all the accolades to Top Gun, um, fast times at Ridgemont high is, uh, is right up there too. That's a good one. There's, there's there's so much, there's actually, there's a lot of wisdom you can learn from those. Um, uh, but, but anyhow, and I, and I would also say, I mean, just Mary and I, we're huge James Bond fans, uh, you know, uh, uh you know, just the whole, uh, whole genre. So love who's your favorite Bond? Uh, what's that? Who's your favorite Bond? Uh, probably, uh, Sean Connery. Um, I love Goldfinger, Dr. No, but I also, I mean, the, the, the later ones, I, I, I really like uh, actually Casino Royale. Um, 
you know, I think Roger Moore brought a, a, a whole new kind of a more slapstick side to it. And, yeah. uh, um, you know, and seeing that it was kind of fun. But uh, but even, I mean, George Lazenby, um, you know, or George Lazenby was actually between uh, between Connery uh, uh, and Roger Moore. I mean, I enjoyed him. Uh, you know, Timothy Dalton. Uh, eh, he was he was OK. Um, I did see I, I enjoyed uh, Sean Connery in the uh, uh, in the remake. Um, Pierce Brosnan was I think he was pretty good. Um, but again, a little more um, I don't I don't say more slapsticky in the in that Roger Moore sense. But uh, I thought Daniel Craig, I mean, obviously, he's at the end of his contract here. Uh, he's been absolutely fabulous. It'll be interesting to yeah, see where the yeah. whole thing goes. Um, I hopefully it doesn't become too politically correct. Yeah, we can't, uh, we can't give the we can't give the end away, but uh, 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 you know it's. Uh, uh, yeah. Anyways, it's it's. I wonder what's what's going to happen. Uh, exactly. But yeah, yeah, no. And that's actually just from a from a life partner perspective. It was so funny that I mean, just Mary and I. It, it wasn't one of those things that we, you know, that that uh, I that I was a fan, and then she became a fan. We were literally both just fans of James Bond, and it was like that's so cool. Uh, but, uh, anyway, yeah. I, I love those movies. I love it. I love it. All right, we got another thing in common then. Uh, yeah. That is awesome. Okay, what what's your greatest accomplishment? Uh, you know, greatest accomplishment. We have not talked about this at all, but it was probably the uh, we adopted three kids from the Ukraine in uh, in two thousand five. Um, and the reason I say it's my greatest accomplishment is. It was definitely not the easiest. Um, it was definitely um, it was a lot of hard work. But you know, at the end of the day, you know, Patrick. I mean, we're talking about a lot of things here that are kind of our things that we do to enrich our own our own lives, whether it's Iron Man or business or whatnot. I mean, obviously, you have to work and mm-hmm. make money and to live. But 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 we're doing things here because we like doing it. We like going to Kona. We like going to Wyoming and stuff like stuff like that. But yeah. as far as the most rewarding, it's just um, uh, adopting the three girls and that they're now happy, productive uh, uh, people. They're able to, you know, uh, uh, pursue their own interests. Um, and, uh, uh, and, and I think that when we look back at our lives, having, uh, uh, kind of done that from a family perspective will be, you know, we, we, we did something to make the planet a little bit better. I think that's really, really cool. That is really cool. Okay. What is a goal that you are still chasing? Um, I want to get on the podium at Kona in the age group. Uh, I haven't done that yet, and I still get flack from my buddies. Uh, I mean, I think I you some of my buddies. You're a slacker, Stefan. You're a slacker. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, you know, I, 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 I want to do that. Um, I think uh, you know we talked about the whole Kona situation and, and deferring uh, to 2024. Um, I want to uh, look at. Uh, I want to learn. Uh, look at getting my private uh, pilot's license. And, um, and then also, um, one of the things I've been doing the last nine months, uh, and I know we talked about it a little bit at the beginning is just kind of just growing the YouTube channel. And, uh, one of the reasons for that is it's just a lot of fun. It's something that it's so un- unengineering like for me that it really, it's kind of, it, it, it's neat to do something that's way more right brained for me and just yeah. learning to you know, hopefully good. become a, it's, I'm sorry. It's good. I love 
your short format? I mean, you put clips up there that are, you know, a few minutes long, sometimes a little longer than that, but, but never super long. And, uh-huh. and they're very topical and it's, it's really, really cool to check out. It's, it's things that I wouldn't see on a regular basis. And no. uh, so I found it to be very entertaining. No, no, I appreciate that. And, and just, I think, learning to become a better storyteller. And I think, uh, uh, you know, if there's one thing that hopefully that, that people can kind of take away from this is just to, you know, never stop trying to learn and do things. Um, you know, I've had folks that are like, hey, what are you going to do when you retire? And I go, I hope I never retire. I always, you know, exactly. I always want to be doing something new, you know, and maybe it's not going to be the same thing that I was doing last year or 10 years ago. But, um, I, you know, I always want to do something where I'm uh, physically active and mentally active. And so, um, you know, and, and trying to learn the ins and outs of video editing and, you know, flying your drone around and not crashing and stuff like that. Is, uh, <laughs> it's just a lot of fun. That's awesome. That's it. If, if uh, you're not learning or growing, you're dying. That's exactly no nothing, in, right? nothing in life can stay still stay stuck. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And actually, and the other thing, I, I mean, I know we're, we're trying to do this as a lightning round, uh, but I, I was going to say just the, the, one of the things about the pilot thing for me is that we can um, uh, eventually we could have our own plane and hangar and then literally use that to be one of those folks that uh, moves rescue dogs from one location to another. That's cool. I have no doubt that you're going to accomplish all of those goals that you've you've outlined. Um, they're all uh, very attainable, and uh, you're goal oriented and, and get things done. So uh, no, that's going to be exciting. Okay, if you could spend one day with anyone, past or present, who would that be? You know, beyond a doubt, uh, Elon Musk. Um, I think I think <laughs> the man is. He's brilliant. He's an incredibly hard worker. Um, he has a mission to get us to sustainable energy for the planet and have humanity flourish. Um, and, you know, say what you will about, you know, the Twitter overhang. I mean, we're, 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 we're Tesla investors. We were at the shareholder meeting uh, this past August. Um, you know, that was about that's as close as I've gotten to him. But what I saw was that the person in the interviews is exactly the guy that's there. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, I would, uh, uh, if I could spend the day with him, that would be, would actually be really, really awesome. Yeah, that's, that's really cool. And, and, you know, I, I've obviously never met him, just know what others know of him, but he seems to be like an onion. There's just layer after layer after layer and you, you, you get a new appreciation for him and his approach and his candor. And, um, it just, he, everything I, he reads and consumes information and, uh, very interesting. That's a great choice. Yeah, That's no, I, I, I just no, no, appreciate that. I, I just think that he, uh, you know, I mean, he certainly he's he, he he's a flawed human and he gets a lot of flack for stuff. But I think that he truly just has humanity's uh, best interests at heart. Um, and again, you know, we talked about this whole roadmap thing. We don't know how we're going to get there, when we're going to get there. But uh, I think, you know, as far as him accomplishing his goals, I think we're going to get there. Um, You know, it may not be exactly how we think, but, uh, you know, again, just with his brilliance and his hard work, uh, I I just think it'd be just so much, so much, uh, uh, it'd be great to uh, uh, 
be able to spend that day with him and, and maybe even just learn just a little bit. That would be great. That would be very, very interesting for sure. That's a great choice. Okay, now we know, we know uh, obviously – uh, Hawaii, Oregon, and Wyoming, but this next and those can't be the answers here. So, beyond those three places, where is your fa- favorite place to travel or visit? Um, you know, I, I you did preface I can't use those places, um, but I'd have to push back a little bit and just say to give the answer wherever we are. Um, and I, and I don't want to you know, obviously Mary's not on not, not, not on the podcast here, but I think she's somewhat similar. We just find a lot of joy in wherever we're at is like this is like the coolest place ever. I mean, you know, I do love the mountains. I do love the oceans. But if I do need to pick a spot, I'd probably say New Zealand mm. um, uh, since I can't pick. Oregon, Washington, or Oregon, uh, Wyoming. Well, I, don't, I don't want you to have to. This is like your your you know three children. I don't want you to have to choose between them. So I know, I know. <laughs> but 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 no no no. But I'd say probably New Zealand. Um, we uh, we've got some great friends that live in Taupo. Uh, they actually got married at our house in Kona about five years ago. Um, Mark and Sophie, uh, I met Mark. Uh, he actually, um, we, uh, uh, this was back in uh, 2007. The, uh, it was actually the second year I'd done Ironman New Zealand. Um, he had a business and they, uh, they had businesses in town that kind of sponsored athletes just so if you flew over from overseas, you didn't feel like you were there in New Zealand all alone. And so you could, you know, we'd have, we'd have a meal together and, um, and he, it was so, we just got to be friends and he said, you know, when you come over next year, why don't you just stay with us? And literally that's what we've done. We've been, I've done, um, Ironman New Zealand, uh, oh gosh, 11, uh, I think 12 times or so now. And, um, uh, we always we, we we stay and we visit and we always we go do something a little different whether we're going to Abel Tasman and kayaking at the tip of the South Island or down to Lake Wanaka um, and uh, uh, you know through through the Fjordland um, you know we had a, a, a great time a few years ago or pre pandemic when we went down uh, I ended up swimming in a bunch of these uh, lakes in uh, on the South Island some of them were super duper cold uh, we went to Milford Sound um, I actually swam in Milford Sound uh, which was mm. that's one of my little I, I don't like bucket lists but I did want to swim in Milford Sound and put it on my Strava just because I could uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah yeah sw- swimming in Lake Teano um, and then uh, you know w- uh, you know every time we try to concentrate on just a little area and do something a little different. Um, you know, we went out to White Island, the one where they had that tragic, um, you know, the, the volcano. The, yeah, the volcano that ended yeah. up exploding and some people died, which was awful. We were there like a couple of years before that, um, up at Camp wow. Rangi on the North Island. Um, you know, just up uh, uh, up at the lighthouse there. And actually, I, that was another thing I wanted to do, get on my Strava that I actually sw- – because you have, basically you have two seas that meet there at that tip of the North Island, and I wanted to swim in both of them. Oh, and, uh, did, did you do it? Yep, I did it. Oh, that's awesome. 
I'm going um, to I'm gonna have to connect you on Strava if we're not connected. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, we did it one time. We ended up doing the penguins on the South Island. Um, uh, uh, on the, uh, um, oh shoot, uh, uh, down on uh, yeah, the Southeastern side of the, uh, of the South Island, the blue penguins and the yellow penguins, um, super cool. You know, you, you got these, you know, uh, you know, one, one and a half meter tall yellow penguins that just sit in the bush and they're just, you know, you, you're, 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 you're doing a little bush walk and they're near the coast and there's a penguin sitting there and they're, you know, they're molting. You have to be careful because they're kind of in a, in a very um, fragile state because their fur is coming off and, um, uh, you know, and you don't want to startle them, but it's just really, really neat. And, uh, you know, and, and the blue penguins, they, you know, coming out of the water and just walking right across the street and going to wherever they're going. And, uh, you know, they, you know, just, uh, daily habits there. Uh, but, um, um, yeah, but it's, it's a little somber too. We also, we were out, we were flying out of Christchurch back when they had that tragic shooting, um, we were we had just flown out like an hour at, uh, uh, after that uh, had happened, so uh, you know definitely a little bit of sorrow and stuff there. Um, but uh, yeah, just lots of cool stuff in New Zealand. Yeah, the magical place. I've never been, uh, but everything I've read said it's it's, you, it's pretty amazing. So I know you. Did, I know you didn't choice. ask that. Yeah, I know you didn't ask Patrick on where to go there, but I would actually say um, uh, if you're on the North Island, uh, go to it's it's outside of a town called Matamata, uh, Hobbiton. And the reason I say that is I'm not a Lord of the Rings fan. Um, never read the books. Don't you know, I've probably seen half of the movie because somebody had it on. But I went to Hobbiton and I had a really good time. And if you could, if, if Stefan, if you can bring Stefan to Hobbiton and he can have a good time and he has no clue about Lord of the Rings, it's got to be good. <laughs> Love it. All right. That's That's beautiful. Um, well, shoot, we're getting ready here to uh, close this thing out. Do you have any final thoughts for our audience? Uh, no, just uh, it's been it's been a lot of fun sharing uh, with you and um, just, uh, uh, you know, being able to tell some story. And, uh, you know, hopefully there there are a few nuggets in all this if people can unpack it that uh, are going to be helpful. Well, Stefan, um, you, you you've definitely are on the road less traveled and uh, it's it, it's a beautiful life you're living, and I really appreciate you spending the time to give us the insights into not only what it is, but how you got there and the choices you made, and and uh, you know the way you built this foundation upon your career uh, and the beautiful life you built with your wife Mary, and how that's allowed you to 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 do these things that that you know many only dream of, but you've shown that it's very possible and very doable if you you know get into the process pay attention to the details and, and do the hard stuff every day. Um, you know, the, the future really could be whatever you want it to be. And uh, you're a great example of that. So I appreciate you very much. And, um, want to just thank you again for this memorable conversation. Your insights were, were fantastic. I'm sure our listeners have, will enjoy them as well when we release this in February. Um, one thing is if any of our listeners would like to connect with you and, you know, you know, maybe, you know, watch your YouTube channel, uh, what, what are the best ways to do so? Where will they find you? 
No. Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I didn't think. Thanks for asking. I don't you know, I, I'm one of those people. I don't like to do shameless plugs. I mean, actually, I take that back. Sometimes I do. But um, uh, anyway, no, the um, uh, YouTube uh, channel, it's uh, C. Stefan. And I'm just are you going to do a link there at all? I am. I'll, I'll provide a link on the website. Yeah, it's so uh, it's just C Stefan, just one word, uh, C uh, S E E, and then Stefan, my name, S T E F F E N, um, and then you can also connect with me on Twitter at C Stefan as well. Um, not as active there, but uh, trying to to, to to do that also. And then also you can uh, follow me on Instagram at uh, Stefan S T E F F E N dot O B one. Letter O, letter B, letter one, like Obi Wan Kenobi. Okay, very good, Stefan. And and uh, for all the listeners, I'll remind everyone I do have a, a website for the podcast. It's RonnieConversationsPodcast.com. And on the guests page, Stefan's details will be put there uh, for your easy reference. And uh, once again, this is slated to go up in February. So, But when you're listening, it'll already be up. Uh, well, that's a wrap for today's Brawny Conversations podcast. Special thanks to our guest, Stefan Brocks. And I also want to thank each of you for choosing to listen to this podcast. New episodes are posted every month. So please remember to follow us and let us help you shorten your learning curve. Have a great day, everyone. You have been listening to the Brawny Conversations podcast. Thank you for choosing to spend time with us today. And please subscribe to the podcast to receive our latest episodes and give us a follow on social media. New episodes are now in production, and we can't wait to share them with you. Pursue your passions and help others along the way. Have a great day, and thank you for listening.